Daniel chapter 1. In the third year of the reign of Jochiah, king of Judah, came Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, unto Jerusalem and besieged it. And the Lord gave Jochiah, king of Judah, into his hand with part of the vessels of the house of God which he carried into the land of Shinar to the house of his God, and he brought the vessels into the treasure house of his God. And the king spake unto Ashpenaz, the master of his eunuchs, that he should bring certain of the children of Israel and of the king's seed and of the princes, children in whom was no blemish, but well-favored and skillful in all wisdom and cunning in knowledge and understanding science, and such as had ability in them to stand in the king's palace, in whom they might teach the learning and the tongue of the Chaldeans. And the king appointed them a daily provision of the king's meat and of the wine which he drank, so nourishing them three years, that at the end thereof they might stand before the king. Now among these were of the children of Judah, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Ariziah, and to whom the prince of the eunuchs gave names, for, the, for he gave unto Daniel the name of Belshazzar, and to Hananiah, Shadrach, and to Mishael, Meshach, and to Azariah, Abednego. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat, nor the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the prince of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. And that's where we'll stop reading. You can read the rest of the chapter when you get home. It's some awfully good reading. And I want you to know, and I know we, there are folks that take a word here or a verse here or a verse there and, and uh, try to string together things. This is a book. And you can read it from cover to cover. And it tells the most wonderful story ever told. Amen. And if you read about Daniel, and if the Lord will help me preach for just a few minutes tonight, I'd like for him to help me show you what it means when you're not defiled. So if the Lord will help me for just a little while, that's my thought for tonight, is defiled. And so let me just go back and give you a little history for a minute before we got to this point. Jochiah was king of Judah, and Jeremiah was the prophet that preached and tried to warn Israel that they needed to repent, that they needed to turn away from the things that they were doing and turn back to the living God. And the Lord gave Jeremiah a scroll. And he wrote down the words of the Lord and the scribe went and read it out to all the prophets and all the king's men. And when the king heard what Jeremiah had to say, he sent for the scroll and he read it and he did what our people are doing today. When it got down to something that pertained 
to the king that he didn't like, he took a pen knife and he cut that out and he threw it in the fire. And he read on and there was something else he didn't like and he took the pen knife and he cut that out and he threw it in the fire until before you know it, the whole scroll was burned. And, and there were the words of the Lord. But now let me tell you something. Just because I don't like something in the word of God does not mean I can change it. It's forever settled in heaven. I may not like it. I may not want to hear it. But it's still God's word. Amen. And it still applies to me, Chester, and I'll still be judged by it. And we can read where the prophet said in Revelation, he said the books were open. Well, what books were that? That was the 66 that we're accountable for every day of our lives. And so you pray on for just a few minutes. And, and so this man, this man Daniel was one of the children of Israel. And, and he was one that was down there in Jerusalem whenever the king of Babylon, Nebuchadnezzar, came down and the Lord gave Judah over to them and he took out the best and the brightest that Israel had. Don't you think that's what Satan would like to do today? The Bible said he'd deceive the very elect if it were possible. And Peter, we read about Peter. He walked with Jesus every day and he talked with Jesus every day. And he saw the miracles that Jesus did. He saw him restore sight to the blind. He saw Jesus call Lazarus his name. And Lazarus came forth from the grave. He saw him make the lame to walk. He saw the miracles that Jesus did. And Peter said one day, let's just build three temples here. One for you and one for Elias. And, and the Lord looked at Peter and said, Satan has desired to sift you and sweet. I'm telling you today, he's out for everybody. And he won't be satisfied. <laughs> he don't rest. He don't give up. He don't quit. Because he's got just a limited amount of time to work. And he's after each and every one of us. Because if he can kill your influence, he can keep one more soul from being saved. Alright. Defiled. If I'm not mistaken, it's been a while since I read it. The king called Jeremiah in in confidence. And Jeremiah told him, he said, if you'll just do such and such, if you'll just do this, everything can be at peace. But pride, pride got in the king's way. And so Judah fell to the people of Babylon, to Nebuchadnezzar and his soldiers. And they went in and they took the best and the brightest. Now this is fifth Sunday. This is you Sunday. And the kids lined up right up here this morning. And we prayed with them. Satan's got a plan for every one of them. Did you know that? He'd like to destroy them all. He'd love to see them all 
strung out on drugs. He loved to see them all with children here and children there and get, get to the point that they just don't know what they're going to do and give up and throw their hands up and do away with their lives. He'd like to see them depressed. He'd like to see them ruined. He'd like to see them where they the thought of coming to church never crosses their mind. He'd like to see them where they just think there's no hope and they give up. But I'm glad today even when you're defiled, God can still make a great soldier out of you. Lord, help me to preach it out. They took the best and the brightest. How many have we seen that's grown up in church, taken part in church, your children, my children, you name it, We've seen them and we've seen God bless them and we've seen them talk about the wondrous works of the Lord and how the Lord has blessed them and Satan didn't quit and he didn't give up and he kept on it all pulling and tugging and dragging until he's drug them right out and they become defiled. Defiled. The king of Babylon sent for the best and the brightest. Children that had the ability in them to stand before the king. Now, don't take smarts to stand before the king. It don't take a great big physical specimen to stand before. How can, well, give me Bible preacher on that. It don't take a great big physical specimen to stand before the king. Have you heard of a fellow named Mephibosheth? He was crippled. He was dropped. Whenever the nursemaid ran away with him, ran down the steps and dropped the lad, and he was lame from his youth. He couldn't stand on his own. His feet had to be dressed and taken care of for the rest of his life because of the wound. But he had the ability to stand before the king. David said, is there any left in the house of Saul that I may show a blessing unto him? And Zimah the servant said, yeah, there's one. Jonathan said down there, he may not look like much. He's had a hard time. He defiled himself. But I'm here to tell you today, he's still out. To stand in the presence of the king. I don't care what you look like. I don't care where you've been. I don't care how defiled you are. If you'll follow your face and you'll call on a living God, you can stand in the presence of the king. All right. Defiled. So the king said a portion, something he took every day. It was his meat. It was his wine. No doubt he had it set before him and he eat of it every day. He drank of it every day. And he set a portion of it down to these children to be fed and to partake of it for three years. And after the three years, he was going to see how things were. 
No doubt they had the portion of the king's meat, the king's wines. He had them to bring in the Chaldeans to teach them their language, their way of thinking, the, the way that they did things, their traditions and things of that nature. I'm here to tell you Satan's got his training going on. He sending your child, he sending you every day something in your carnal mind trying his best to slip things in so you will be defiled. But Daniel requested that he wouldn't have to partake of the king's meat and of the king's wine. He requested not... Now listen, let me read that. Verse 8. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself. What Marty Costner does to me cannot defile me. What John Holt says about me cannot defile me. If I'm defiled, if I'm not where I'm supposed to be, if I'm not doing the things that I'm supposed to do, if I'm not in the center of God's will, it's not Marty's fault. It's not John's fault. It's mine. Because if I'm defiled, I do it to myself. It's not what goeth in a man that defiles a man, but it's what cometh out of his mouth that defiles him. I'm here to tell you today, Satan will never give up on you. He'll never quit. But it's up to me and you to be clean. Like Daniel was, and not defile ourselves. Amen. Yeah. All right. He requested, he purposed, it's not by accident that you're where God wants you to be. It's not happenstance. Listen, Satan is not going to show Jimmy something to tempt him and leave me alone. He's not going to show me something that will bother me and tempt me and leave Jimmy alone. He fights us all. Did you know that? Every one of us. And it's up to me today to purpose in my heart that I will not defile myself. It's up to Jimmy today to purpose. I can't say about tomorrow I don't know what Satan will throw my way tomorrow. But today, I can purpose in my heart that I will not defile myself. How about you? Today is all we got, John. So let's purpose that we're not going to defile ourselves. That we're going to be where God gives us. You know the story of Daniel. You know what he faced. You know the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You know what they had to face. You've heard about the image, and if the Lord will help me, I'll preach that out. You've heard about the burning, fiery furnace. If the Lord will help me, I'll preach that out. You've heard about the lion's den. You've heard about the dreams that Nebuchadnezzar had and how God used Daniel. If Daniel had defiled himself, he'd have never made it. Amen. Amen. Yeah. All right. He purposed that he would 
not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank. Now if you go on and you read the rest of this chapter, the eunuch said, I'm, I serve the king and I answer to him. He said, I wouldn't want the king to come through and see you and see your countenance. In other words, sickly, weaker, not look like the rest of these boys. So Daniel asked him if he'd just let him go 10 days with pulse and water. Let's start with the water. How about that? You want to do that? We all have our preferences, don't we? Some folks like to drink coffee. Some folks like Coca-Cola, tea, whatever it is. But if you want something pure with no additives, you drink water. David wanted something, <clears throat> excuse me, Daniel wanted something clean. He wanted something pure. It didn't need any additives to do what he, it, he had purposed. It would not defile him. You drink tea or coffee, and you know what happens? If you drink enough of it, your teeth will become discolored, won't they? Yeah. You drink soft drinks, the caffeine in them will cause you problems if you drink enough of it. The sugar in them will cause you problems if you drink enough of it. But I've never heard of anybody having problems from drinking water because it's clean and it's pure. And it's, it's what we, as a matter of fact, I believe our body's made up of a good percentage of it. It's necessary to sustain life. Oh, Daniel just wanted that stuff that was clean and pure. Just give me pulse and water. If you want to know what pulse is, it was a root vegetable. It was something that grew out of the ground. It, it wasn't fancy. It didn't have a lot of taste to it, but it had enough to sustain life. It was just plain. It was ordinary. This is plain and it's ordinary and it's simple and it's enough to sustain life if we'll take our part of it every day. The good old King James Version Bible. It don't change for me. It don't change for you. It don't change for anybody but it'll bring life to us and our children if we'll eat of it. Just give me pulse and water. So the eunuch agreed for Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to just partake of the pulse and the water. See folks, we don't need a lot of fancy things. We just need to play no stuff. How blessed we are. Had a young man saved last Sunday night. Had a young lady saved this morning. That doesn't happen everywhere you go. Sinners are welcome on every altar in every church. Did you know that? We're blessed! God's saving! And he needs to save some more here at 
most of let's share it with our children until they get Jesus in their heart. <coughs> Defiled. <coughs> Ten days went by. Daniel and his friends just had to play no stuff, pulse and water. This ain't fancy. Matter of fact, this particular version's got the cover tore off of it. Pages are dog-eared. Some of them, I'm sure, if I reach and got a hold of them, they pull right out real easy. But it's life-sustaining. At the end of the ten days, Daniel and the three Hebrew children's countenance was better than the rest of the folks that he took the portion of the king's meat and the king's wine. They looked better. You know why? They had a hold of something that brought peace in their heart. They were strangers in a strange land, captive, slaves, you might say, and yet they still looked better than the folks that the king himself had fed. Oh, life is better when you stick with the plain old stuff. Amen. The world will say, you need this music. The world will say, you need to dress like us, act like us, talk like us. The world will say, there's nothing wrong with a little alcohol. It'll make you feel good. Look at these folks, but they don't show them the next day. They don't show them when that head's busting and they're hungover. They don't show them when they've lost their families, their homes, and everything that they've had. Lives ruined and they're defiled because they took what the world had to offer and still are sticking with the plate stuff. The world will say, you need sex. Mm -hmm. The world will say, you need to dress like us, act like us, talk like us, but they don't show you your countenance just a few days down the road. People that have been defiled. If Daniel had not purposed this is something he did on purpose. It wasn't tradition. It wasn't just following orders. Daniel had a purpose. You've got one too. You've got a purpose. Your purpose is to help win sinners. We've got four little girls within reach of Dutch Bottoms Baptist Church. Four little precious souls starting from about five or six to about 28 or 29. Four precious souls. John, I believe you'd break the door down if it took it Amen. to help them girls if they needed it. I believe you guys would move the pews out of the way if it took it for them to get to the altar to be saved. It don't take that. It just takes us fulfilling our purpose. It takes us purposing in our heart that we're not going to defile ourselves. Preacher, I don't drink. I don't do them things 
that people talk about. For him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. When the Lord says, say, I'm glad I'm saved, and you sit on it, and you keep your mouth shut, you just become defiled. Amen. When the Lord says, sing this song. But the preacher's preaching. What should I do? If the Lord said sing this song, you better open your mouth. You better sing it right then because it might mean salvation to some lost soul. Don't sin and eat it. Don't sin and defile yourself. Oh, do what the God would have you to do and he'll break victory. All right, I won't be much longer defiled. Because Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself, Let's go on. And what about me, preacher? I know I've defiled myself. I know I've come short. I know I'm sinful. There's hope for you too. You know this king I mentioned to you, Nebuchadnezzar? He ate of that meat every day. He drank of that wine every day. And yet, let's take a look at what God did for him. Defiled. If Daniel had not purposed in his heart, when Nebuchadnezzar had a dream, this is chapter 2. When Nebuchadnezzar had a dream, if Daniel had been defiled, Every wise man in Babylon would have lost his life. If Daniel had been defiled, not only would every wise man have lost his life, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego would have lost their lives as well. But Daniel purposed in his heart. You don't know what God's got in store for you tomorrow. You may need to get through. You may need to say a prayer on somebody's behalf in the morning. How are we going to do that if we've defiled ourselves? Oh, Daniel, Nebuchadnezzar had a dream and said, if you can't tell me the dream and give me the interpretation, I'm going to cut you down. I'm going to do away with you. Oh, but Daniel said, I can't do it, but there's a God. In heaven that knows and he can give me the answers. Oh, and Daniel prayed and God gave him the answer. Oh, so let's take a look. <clears throat> this man that was defiled, the king that ate of that meat every day and drank of that wine every day. Let's see what happened to him. Let's see if there's any hope for the defiled man, the man that took, took that portion every day. You know what? The God, it wasn't his God because he had his gods and he took Israel's treasures and put it in a treasure house. <coughs> I'm his God. 
But the great and mighty God still this defiled man a dream and a man that had an excellent spirit about him to interpret it. The great and mighty God sent a dream to Nebuchadnezzar. You know what Nebuchadnezzar was blessed to see? He was blessed to see the kingdom of God. Daniel interpreted the dream. He said this image that you've seen. There's a head of gold. There's a torso of brass. Steel about the legs and in the knees and the feet. Steel and miry clay. And then Nebuchadnezzar saw a stone that was hewn without hands that came rolling down out of Babylon. Nebuchadnezzar's kingdom's over with. It's not there anymore. You can't find it. The kingdom that was after Nebuchadnezzar, that one of silver, it's not there anymore. You can't find it. The kingdom that was there after the, the second one after Nebuchadnezzar, it's no more. It's done away with. The kingdom that represented the steel and the miry clay, it's not there anymore. But the stone that was here out of Babylon that came down to that's the kingdoms of this world. It's an everlasting kingdom. And this man that was defiled, this man that was sinful, this man that believed in another God, God had enough mercy on him to show him the kingdom of the living God. Now the Bible says God is no respecter of person. Nebuchadnezzar was not an Israelite. Nebuchadnezzar was not a Jew. I'm going to preach this. I know there are folks that probably disagree with me on it. There's not a man, woman, boy, or girl that's ever breathed a breath that's fell under condemnation that the Lord hadn't shown himself to. You're just like Nebuchadnezzar. No telling what you've done in your life, I don't know and I don't want to know. But God already knows. And he stands willing and ready to forgive you. If you've been defiled, what can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. If Daniel had defiled himself, he'd have never been able to get a hold of the good Lord and have the interpretation of that dream. If the three Hebrew children had defiled themselves, they would have burned up in the burning, fiery furnace. At what time you hear the music, bow down before the image. And they said, we'll not bow. And so they threw them in. Now here's what men that defiled themselves. Here's how they did in comparison to our three Hebrew children that didn't defile themselves. They never made it to the furnace. The heat alone got them. The heat alone was enough to destroy the mightiest men in Babylon. The heat alone. But the man 
The three men that didn't defile themselves not only fell into the burning fiery furnace, bound. That's the first thing Satan's going to do. He does it to me. He'll do it to you. He don't put sackcloth around me. He don't tie me up with ropes. But he'll get this thing inside my head all twisted and turned around. Well, that's all I can think on, all I can dwell on, and I'm bound down and can't get through it. Have you been there? Yeah. Oh, they were bound. Fell into the fire. And here, this defiled man that ate the meat and drank the wine every day once again was blessed. Once again, a fire that was so hot, it destroyed the mightiest men in Babylon. And King Nebuchadnezzar, the Lord granted him enough grace. The Lord gave him enough mercy, this defiled man, till he walked right up to the edge of the burning fiery furnace and he looked over in there. And he was astonished. And he said, did we not cast three men in there? For lo, I see four. Oh, Lord, help us, Lord, that that fourth man can be seen around the altar of Dutch bottoms. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Did we not send three in? For lo, I see four. And the fourth is like unto the Son of Man. You know what God granted Nebuchadnezzar, that defiled man, the mercy and the grace to see. He saw him walking through the best of the fire. Yeah. Again, God is no respecter of person. He'll walk through the fire with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. When the fire's raging, he'll hold to my head. Amen. Amen. Oh. The world can say what they want to. They're defiled. But every once in a while, something happens. God allows them to see something a long life's way that they can't deny that he's a living God. Oh. Again, Daniel purposed in his heart. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego purposed in their heart that they would not defile themselves. Let's take a look at this defiled man again. Nebuchadnezzar. The Lord sent him another dream, didn't he? He humbled him. From the king of Babylon to eating grass in the field. Paul said, I am what I am by the grace of God. When a man thinketh himself to be something, right then he is nothing. You know what? God also blessed a defiled Nebuchadnezzar to do. He gave him back his right mind. God can get our people's attention. Yes, 
I don't care how far away from him they are. He can get their attention. All right, let's go on. I'll be done in just a second. Defiled. Daniel purposed in his heart that he wouldn't defile himself. Daniel was promoted, wasn't he? Mm -hmm. Right on up, I believe he was third in the kingdom, if I'm not mistaken. And there were some men that grew jealous of Daniel, of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. When people see that you're happy and they're not, they'll be jealous of you. When people see that in this Midst of problems and heartaches, you still have peace. They'll be jealous of you. My sister's sitting right back there. She knows who I'm talking about. Shorty Griffin. He was God's man. Preached God's word. He worked hard for a living. He worked at Dick's Beeline out of here on Morristown. Did alignments on vehicles. He didn't take the money. He didn't do the books. He did the grunt work. He had grease on his hands. He was the one that did the hard stuff. And I've seen him face tragedy, face hard times, children in horrific accidents. Things happened to him that you'd think would destroy a normal man. But when you seen him, he'd shake your hand. He had a smile on his face. And peace in his heart. How can a man do such a thing as that? Because he purposed in his heart not to defile himself. If we let ourselves, John 14 and 1 says this, let, we can't get past that first word. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, do we? You believe in God, believe also in me. Who is me? Me is Jesus. If he saved your soul, if he loved you enough to come down from the splendors of heaven and be spread out and beat out by the crown of thorns and suffer unabashable things so that we can be redeemed, don't you think he can help with the ordinary troubles of life? If he paid that high price for you, don't tell me he don't care. He loves me and you. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Defiled. The world would love to defile us. You know what Darius did? I believe it was Nebuchadnezzar's son, if I'm not mistaken. <coughs> he took those precious vessels out of the house of God and handed them with the king's portion of wine to his harlots and to his concubines. And he had a party, I guess you'd say, and he made light of those precious vessels and he belittled them. 
He'll do the same to our precious vessels. That's what Satan wants to do. That's why it's important that we keep our boys and girls on the altar. Right, well, let's go a little farther now. Not just our boys and girls. That Mike keeps himself right on up here. That our deacons keep themselves right on up here. That our lay members keep themselves right on. Let me get, let you in on a little secret. You can't get close enough. There's a little girl that used to go down to Brown's Chapel, one of my sisters, remember? You know what I remember distinctly about her every time I'd go? This was her spot. Every time they called for altar prayer, every time they called the church upon the altar, this was her spot. And Satan didn't quit. Satan didn't give in. Satan didn't give up. Satan didn't let down until he drug that little girl right on off the church altar and right out the door. Oh, listen, folks. Being defiled is a whole lot simpler, a whole lot easier. And if you don't purpose in your heart that you'll not be defiled, Satan's got you. It's that fast. It's that quick. Defiled. Let me let me just say this. Do you know what it means to be defiled? It means that you are soiled. It means that you have lost your purpose. It means that you are not as pure as you once were. It means that you're ragged. It means that you are not what you intended to be. All of us have been there. And there's only one way that we can get clean. And that's through Jesus. So let me say this. Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself. Now let's go to Chapter 6, if I'm not mistaken. And take a look and see if Daniel's still on his purpose. Let's take a look and see if Daniel has still kept himself clean. Let's take a look and see what Daniel's done. Let's see if he's clean or let's see if he's defiled himself. Men became jealous of Daniel. So they went before the king and they said let's make an ordinance let's make a degree and if any man make any petition to anyone save you king except for 30 days that he will be sent into the den of lions oh king you seal it with your seal oh why did they do that because they knew they couldn't offer Daniel the world's wine and defile him 
They knew that they couldn't offer Daniel the king's meat, that he wouldn't take it. And so the only way they could figure out a way to trap Daniel, you might say, did you know Satan would love to trap you? He's got it set already. They knew Daniel would not defile himself, that he prayed and made petition to the Lord. They might say you can't pray on your job. They say they've taken prayer out of school. But there's been a few times I've had to crawl off and say, help me, Lord, today. I need patience. I need guidance. I need help. And he's been there when I made my petition to him. And so, this king signed the degree. You know what they did? <laughs> Been a while. I believe Daniel raised his windows toward Jerusalem, if I'm not mistaken. See, Daniel was a captive. Daniel would have... You ain't gonna like this. <laughs> Daniel would have loved to be inside the tabernacle at Jerusalem. But circumstances dictated otherwise. So he raised his windows toward Jerusalem and he prayed. Yeah. Now be careful what, what, we're, what we're about to hear here. He prayed. He prayed. He didn't recite an abundance of words. He prayed. Folks, it's not the loudest prayer that gets through. That's right. It's not the eloquence of the words that makes a difference. It's the one, tell you what, I'd rather this sister right here crawl off somewhere in the closet and say a prayer for me. And ring the prayer bells of heaven. As for the man with the biggest degree at the University of Tennessee to call my name. As for him to, to recite some wonderful passage or to, or to say some complimentary thing about me. I'd rather you just crawl off in your closet. And call my name out and say, Lord, help that little preacher boy to preach salvation to some yes. lost sinner. Because that's the only hope they got. They've got to hear the gospel. And without it, they'll be lost and undead. All right. Daniel prayed. Said he prayed three times a day. It don't say how many times he tried to. Amen? Because you and me both been there, ain't we? I've got down and got up and you and never got through. Have you? But as Bonnie Lewis used to sing a song, there's been a few times. Yeah. There's been a few times I got down. And I talked to the Lord. And he talked back to me. And when I got up, I knew I'd got through. Amen. Daniel prayed, Lord, help me to pray. Help me to pray. 
We, we say we want to help for our nation. We say we want help for our church. We say we want help for our home. You know how we get all that? We stay and we pray until we can actually say we've been there and we've got an answer. Daniel prayed. Let me preach this to you. They heard him. They heard him. It's a good preacher friend of mine. He don't know it. But I've talked to his neighbors. You know what they had to say about him? They hear him every once in a while. Off down in the woods. Pray. Folks from Bear Creek came over to mom and dad's. I had to relay a little something while they were there. I didn't preach or anything like that, but I had to talk. And I had to show those folks where a four-stack heater sat. Wasn't nothing spectacular about that four-stack heater. It was just an electric heater. Do you know what I heard John Dyke? Every night in front of that heater, I heard my mom and daddy praying for me. Daniel prayed, and his enemies heard him. I'm guaranteeing you, he didn't pray, Lord destroyed him. He was probably praying, Lord, open their eyes. Lord, bless them. Help them to know that you're the real Savior. When a man's ways please the Lord. Scripture says, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. Daniel prayed, and his enemies heard him. They knew they had him right then. He had made a petition to someone else other than the king. And so the king's hands were tied. There was nothing he could do if Daniel had defiled himself. He had been hurting right then, wouldn't he? If Daniel had defiled himself, the lions would have crunched his bones. He'd have never made it out alive. God is no respecter of person. Don't you think the lion has been nipping at your heels? Don't you think the lion is right on your, right behind you, just ready to grab you? We better purpose not to defile ourselves. They threw Daniel in the lion's den. I've heard people say Daniel laid his head down on the lion's mane. I can't read that. But I do know the Lord shut the lion's mouth. The lion may have wanted to eat Daniel. The lion, that's in the lion's nature. Did you know that? The lion may have wanted to rip Daniel to pieces. But he couldn't do a thing with him because he hadn't defiled himself. Satan would love to just rip you to shreds too. Amen. But if you're not defiled yourself, there's not one thing he can do. Oh. Now let's take a look at Daniel's enemies. 
those men that had defiled themselves. Now, Nebuchadnezzar was granted mercy and grace with him. As a matter of fact, Nebuchadnezzar went over and said, Oh, Daniel, is the God that you serve able to deliver you? And the first word, now here was a man that had sent Daniel to the lion's den. Surely Daniel would have held a grudge, wouldn't you think? The first words the king heard was, Oh, king, live forever. And the only way the king could do that was through the mercy that God sent to a defiled man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The king that I served was able. He's able. I don't care what you're facing. Whether you've defiled yourself or whether you've served your purpose, we serve a king that's able. Yes, we do. And if I remember that correctly, the king took those men that had reported Daniel and threw them in the lion's den and they crunched their bones. And the king said that their God would be his God. Amen. A defiled man that took of the wine and of the meat daily was granted mercy and grace mm -hmm. to serve a living God. That doesn't mean that the king could do whatever he wanted to do. He was granted mercy and grace to see the error of his ways. Folks, we don't believe that you can do whatever you want to do and be saved. That's not how we believe. But we believe in a forgiving and a loving God that can clean you up, that can give you the mercy and grace that you need. Let me just relay this to you while I'm on this, and I'll hush. If we could stay clean, and I want you to notice what the Scripture says. It says strive. Is that not what's in there? Strive for perfection. It didn't say be perfect. It said strive. We are in the flesh. Flesh is an enmity against God. If we could be perfect, if we could never be defiled, there would have been no need for a Savior. If we could be perfect, if we could never be defiled, we could have lived under the Mosaic Law. We could have lived by those Ten Commandments. We could have kept all of them. We could have followed them. But the Lord knew what we were. He knew we'd need mercy and grace. He knew we were Nebuchadnezzar. He knew we would need a Savior. He knew we would falter. He knew we would fail. He knew we would be defiled. So he made a way of forgiveness. He made a way of mercy. He made a way of peace. He made a way that this old sinner that was blackened and stained and imperfect and defiled could be a new creature in Christ Jesus. I ain't special. I'm just like you. He made the same way for you. You may be sitting here and been so far away from the Lord for so long. I'm here to tell you. You may be defiled. You don't have to stay that way. No, you, don't. you may be blackened with sin. You don't have to stay that way. 
Samson defiled himself, didn't he? Mm -hmm. Did you want to read some of the most promising scripture in the Bible? His hair began to grow. He's getting his strength back. Folks, you may be in the mud hole. You may be in a pit of despair. But you don't have to stay there. The prodigal, down in the hog pen. But you know what he said, I will arise. Your life is what you make it. If you want to have joy, if you want to have peace, follow the purpose. If you want to have misery, if you want to live every moment troubled and full of pain and heartache, stay right where you're at. Don't ever call on the Lord. Don't ever look for a ray of sunshine, and that's what you'll have the rest of your life, misery, heartache, and pain. But if you'll purpose in your heart that you're not going to defile yourself, that you're going to live a godly life, God will help you. Yes, he will. No matter what you did yesterday, today's a new day. Mm -hmm. You can purpose in your heart right now, today, that you're going to live for the Lord and lift up his name. Mm -hmm. How about you? Where are you at? Joshua said, choose this day whom you'll serve. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Choose you what? When? This day. This day. This day. It's a choice we've got to make every day. Do you know that? Are you defiled? How about it? I want Sue to come and play just a verse of a song. It may have been a long, long time since you could feel God's spirit you don't have to stay that way. It may be a long, long time since you've had some joy. You don't have to stay that way. You can have peace. You can be clean. You can have... You might have been like David. David was a man after God's own heart, wasn't he? David missed one church service. He lifted himself up instead of the Savior, served the creature more than the Creator. He lusted. He committed adultery. He lied. He committed murder. Read the 51st Psalm. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. Then will I teach transgressors their way. You don't have to stay where you're at. You don't have to stay defiled. You can be clean. While we have just a verse of a song, if you want to come and pray, you can come pray. <laughs>